Hello and welcome back to Mates Rate. This is our part two of our movie weapons episode. This is part two of Mates two. Rate Electric Boogaloo. That's, that's right, it's the sequel to our movie weapons where we talked all things killy. We are halfway up the sheer cliff face of movie trivia and precariously looking down at the first three of each of our picks as we free-climbed Tom Cruise-style past them. They were Darth Maul's lightsaber from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Zorg's Uber Gun, the ZF-1 from The Fifth Element, My favourite. Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod Sword from the movie Highlander, the Proton Pack from the excellent and spooktastic Ghostbusters films, not the 2016 one, not that one, no. Sean of Shaun of the Dead fame's Cricket Bat. Uh, the Pumpkin Bombs from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man flicks of the early 2000s as hurled by the excellent Willem Dafoe in the role of Goblin. Nobody says no to me. Pretty good. Peter, Peter. I hate that he turns into such a little bitch. He's a little me? bitch, isn't he? Peter, stop. Stop. It's me. Yeah. But is it a trick? little bitch. Is it a trick or is it? Because it's like... It's Happy Trails, Spider-Man. Is that what yeah. he says? Happy Trails? Godspeed, Spider-Man. I don't know. Damn. Do you want me to look it up? No. Okay. Uh, We have the usual list of movies in the description for anyone who wants to avoid spoilers, but now it's time to crack on with our top two picks each, and then some honourable mentions, and maybe even a worst of or two. So, moving on to the very peak of movie weaponry, for me, my deuce, my number two, Mm. is... Hit me. It is from the 1989 film Batman. Ooh. So many weapons to pick from in that film. Where does he get all of his wonderful Where does toys? Where he get all these wonderful toys? Well, this was a wonderful toy that the bad guy had. And it was literally a toy. The hand buzzer. The Joker's hand buzzer. Oh, Joker's hand buzzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadly. It's the first scene with the board members from the criminal organisation. Yeah, the mafioso. Well, yeah, we've got a lot of board member killing in this in yeah. this list, I'm thinking. Yeah. Remember the pumpkin bomb and the, the disintegrating board members? Bad, bad guys going rogue and killing board members. Who would have thought that a bad guy Who would, would turn on, on the elite, a board of trustees? <laughs> the elite 1%. <laughs> I mean, what have they ever done? Hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, the board members are meeting after Grissom has... Uh, does he disappear? I mean, the Joker kills him, but... I think I think they sort of play it as that he's disappeared, and and Joker has said that he's appointed me. But this guy at the end, he's not he's not having it. No. So he goes along and he says, "Let's shake on it," and then he shakes his hand, and this guy starts to convulse, and the Joker is just like turning and maniacally laughing the whole time. <laughs> and this guy is starting to smoke. He's starting to smoke. Yeah. Probably smells quite barbecue in that yeah, room. Yeah, and then at the end, he just like collapses back into his chair, and he is a uh, a roasted corpse. Yeah, it's it's fantastically quite fast dark. Acting. Quite fast. Yeah, acting, very though. fast acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine if you actually if you if you wanted to uh, monetize that, you could turn it into a cooking device. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how quickly could you do a chicken with that? You could bun? slap a chicken. Uh, I would to, never to, slap a chicken. I'm yeah. a friend of chickens. You could slap a chicken to to. Uh, Why would you a, slap a chicken? A then? nice heat. Very quickly. Yeah. That's the modern way of cooking a chicken. To slap a chicken before you put it... Go on YouTube. There'll be a man that's made a device that will use friction to slap a chicken to to a roasted quality. There was so many wonderful toys, as you say, to pick from in this. You've got, I mean, like, in terms of just the Joker's weapons, you've got the acid flower. The classic water flower that a comedian would have in, like, 1930s vaudeville. uh, But, yeah, (laughs) filled with acid. (laughs) It's so cool. When you bought the uh, Joker toy from mm. that, 
that toy line from '89. Uh, it uh, came with real acid. It it came with um, a, a little pump that you put into the Joker's back and you squirted water out of his oh, out nice, the flower. It nice. was delightfully comically nice. dark. I mean, w- one of my other favourite weapons is when Batman is. Uh, Saving the city with the Batwing. He's taking those uh, Joker gas-filled balloons yeah. and off into the uh, the atmosphere. And then he comes back on like what I believe is called a strafing run mm. and starts shooting up the street towards the Joker. Because Batman, as we know, big fan of guns. Loves them. <laughs> uh, machine gunning the street up he to the Joker. A very, he doesn't kill, but he likes a very high caliber What do you mean he doesn't weapon? kill? Well, Batman maybe, returns, maybe he does. as we've talked about before. Batman returns, burns a man alive with like the the rocket jet of out the back of the uh, the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, lovely guy. Is it that he doesn't kill like mainline characters? If you yeah. are like a, I think if it's one to one, then he doesn't kill. Yeah, oh, but no, he does because you you. This was again movie deaths. This was your your pick for the well, Joker kills Joker being at killed the at the end. I mean, he could does let, he kill, does he kill him? him? Yeah. He well, lets him die. You, you could argue that he uh, tries to restrain him. He tries to tether him to the building. Yeah. Batman wasn't to know that gargoyle was going to come off. So you could argue that it was the helicopter pilot. It was the helicopter pilot killed Being him. Being a bit too overzealous. But, but going back to the, the Batwing, yeah, he's shooting up the street. The Joker's just standing there in the middle of the street. And then he pulls this gun. He, he flips open his jacket to reveal this gun in his belt. Classic six it's all the way, shooter revolver. All the way down his leg, isn't it? Well, then he pulls it out, <laughs> yeah. and it's about a meter long, <laughs> and it's fancy. And then one bullet—that's for that. um, that's for stability. Yeah, absolutely. The, the bullet inside of that—I don't know if you see him walking be before then, but he must be unable to bend his leg. There's definitely a joke there. Isn't yeah, there? let's leave it. Yeah, let's leave it. But uh, yeah, one bullet and he takes down. One bullet takes down the batwing. The batwing that looks so so cool yeah. is oh, kind of so useless so good against one day normal military one weapons. day i will tell you yes it was kind of useless against a single bullet yeah he's got all these he's got these machine gun cannons that are shooting up the street left and right of joker not down the middle you'd have thought he might have accounted for the fact they're, that the joker was sitting there for sure it's the it's the theatrics of uh so vigilante basically he just wants Gotham City taxpayers to pay to fix the road, just so he, he's grandstanding. Yeah, he'll pay for he'll it. Pay he'll for he'll it. slip some money into the into the city coffers. It'll be fine. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. But this is no one, no one ever talks about how Bruce Wayne is like this billionaire, and I'm sure that he could do a lot more good with all that money. <laughs> but never mind. Yeah, anyway. if he invested in like the, the police system. And, yeah. Yeah. The poor people. I'm just going to yeah, keep the money end, and punch some maybe people. Maybe try and end homelessness just maybe. just in your city. Yeah, Imagine yeah. that. Because that's the only one that you care about. Yeah. So just work on that. Yeah. Selfish. Absolutely. I think it's all to do with um, leather fetishism. I think you're right. Yeah. Rubber. Yeah. It's definitely rubber. Mm. I never liked P- that in Batman PVC. Returns. Yeah. Never liked that in Batman Returns when he takes off the cowl and he literally sort of rips it off. He's got another one. Yeah, I know, but I feel like it should come off shouldn't have to destroy it to take it off well that's kind of the the, the semi-joke about that costume is oh, he can't, turn, he can't his turn his head and then in, in batman Be- is it batman begins with no it's batman it's, batman. it's, it's the dark knight it's the dark knight but anyway that's yeah so so many good weapons to pick from the batman himself he had some pretty think, cool ones i think just while we're here Silver i might bring in <laughs> yeah i might bring a, an honorable mention in right now which is uh in batman returns uh-huh. he's got a uh like a homing batarang that he kind of like programs 
kind of so, holds. It's massive. It's way too big for him to have been carrying. Yeah, it. I can't remember this. I was it's got a the... screen on it. It can see where all the bad guys are, all the clowns, oh, and yeah. he kind of like presses the the touch feels, screen on it. It feels a little bit like the uh, the return from the ZF one, the return bullet thing. I think it's Pro- as good as that. No, <laughs> no, it was it was kind of cool at the time. Yeah, he programs it to kind of like. Fly around and change direction remember, and hit them all in the face. Does the camera it's like follow its, got a, its trajectory? It's like it's got a GoPro on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's got a GoPro. At the time, you were like, "That was cool." As a, as a as a young boy, man, um, and then yeah, now you look at it and go, "That's that's pretty stupid." There's so many things. He's meant to be this really time. skilled martial artist, ninja, and, and ninja boy, and um, yeah, and he and he kind of just like lets go of this batarang and it mm. pilots itself around, and they all just. I think it's that they all stand there and take it. They'll just stand there and take it in the face. Oh, it's coming. It got that guy out. Now it's coming at me. Oh, look, oh there it is. Oh, bang. But that's a very... You got If you ever watch a massive fight sequence with someone like Batman in any film, yeah. It's if you look at the guys around, like like if there's like 50... If Batman's fighting 50 people, or if anyone is, Bruce Wayne... You know, yeah. Sorry, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Willis or, or Superman or Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever. If they're fighting 50 people, watch the fighters the around them when the they're periphery. not yeah. yeah when they're not doing anything they're just kind of moving around trying to make look make it look like they're busy yeah. before it's their turn to come in and get beaten by so in in dark, in dark knight rises there's quite a fun one where they're uh, they're on a rooftop him and catwoman yeah and there's a guy there's a guy who's he's up there before the fight starts and he's pretending to sweep now what i mean by that is he's holding a broom but he does not make contact with the ground i uh, yeah he is miming I've sweeping, seen that. and and, it, and we think it's because of sound, don't we? Probably. And then I think he gets involved in the fight later on. And I don't know if it's the same guy, but there's guys just kind of waiting to, waiting for their go. Adam Dunn here with another addendum. I think the scene that Daniel was talking about was actually in Quantum of Solace, where Daniel Craig's James Bond is sitting on a motorbike, and behind him, very briefly, at around the 26-minute mark, there is a chap brushing air. Um, And then it's one of the later Star Wars films from the, the sequels, who are the who are the red boys that stand around in the phone yeah, room? They're like the they're, they're like sort some of, kind of like imperial guard. Yeah, they're like the emperor's guards. They would yeah. have been uh, back in Return of the Jedi. I think there was a sort of a version of those guys. Yeah, and they're um, I think it's Ray and Kylo Ren yeah. are about to have a big oh. fight. You making me feel a little bit sick. Just I'm sorry. And there's and the red those red chaps are just standing there waiting to yeah to have their yeah. go. I know it's great. <laughs> anyway, shall we uh, shall we move on to your pick number two? You're you're going to drop a deuce. Uh, if if that's all right with you, that's fine with me. This room is hasn't got a lot of ventilation. It, uh, so apologies, right. apologies a, for this. Okay, for this deuce. Um, here we go. My number two. Oh my god, no! Don't don't bring him back. Don't bring back Rolf. That's no. not Rolf. That's Rolf, Rolf didn't Harris. do that. Yeah, he did. He's famous for it. So what, why did you keep bringing up Rolf Harris? It isn't me. <laughs> Rolf doesn't patent noises, or he didn't. <laughs> he did. He's very famous for some very specific noises, and then later on, some very specific acts. Please tell me what your number two is, so we can move off of this distasteful topic right now. Uh, my number two is—I'm uh, going to say this is probably 
probably my favourite on-screen weapon. Oh. And it is... But why is it not your number one? That's huh? my question. Because there's, there's more to say about number one. Okay. Okay, okay. You'll see. So, number two here is the M41A... Or the pulse rifle ah. from Aliens. I had no idea what, we took, what you were talking about with M41A. I know. I know. And nobody, then you said pulse rifle, and I knew exactly. Nobody what you're does. About. Yeah, that's that's the number net designation that nobody cares about. But that is what it's called. Um, but yeah, the pulse rifle, that the machine gun that's who got. Gives, who gives Ripley the tutorial? Is it Hicks or is it, it Gorman? It's Hicks. It's oh. Hicks. I think Gorman might be out of the fight at this point. Okay. Um, yeah. So that straight away that comes to a point that I wanted to ask you about. Do you consider? that Hicks, while he's showing Ripley how to use the machine gun, that he is mansplaining how to use this weapon to to Ellen Ripley, to Sigourney Weaver's character. I didn't think we were going to get this controversial on this show, but hey, Sorry. let's see. Let's see where this goes and see if we can get ourselves cancelled. Um, <laughs> I think that it's tricky in the modern world uh, to uh, say that a man is explaining something to a woman it kind of can be that, that it's condescending. Can be labelled as mansplaining. Yeah, but I don't think he was. I think he was explaining. He was he was tutoring her. He was uh, teaching her something that she didn't know. And she asks. Yeah, exactly. She wants to be able to use the weapon, and so she asks Hicks how to how to do it. I think that in the modern world, uh, people mislabel explaining as mansplaining. I think mansplaining is a real thing. I think it's like you say. There's that tone of condescension and yeah. i think it's talking it's talking down to someone and it's also telling them something that they already know yeah he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't refer to her is, like as you know baby or sugar or whatever as he's as he's talking to her there is an absolutely excellent clip of mansplaining in uh, silicon valley i don't know if you ever watched silicon I valley seen it. there is a grotesque gender imbalance in the VC field right now. I can help you navigate the toxicity of this male culture which is encroaching on our feminist island. I mean, for instance, there is something called mansplaining. Have you heard about this? We know what mansplaining is. Mansplaining is when a man will condescendingly explain something to a woman that she already knows. Back to this weapon. Please. Um, I love the, the, the countdown on it, the little LED timer. Yeah, um, with the that, bullets. Yeah, that shows mm. you how much ammo you've got. Uh, great, um, uh, you know, theatrical device, so that the audience can obviously you don't you don't need it, but the audience gets this great countdown of of uh, uh, how much ammo she's got. Um, I love that it's got the uh, it's got the underslung grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it it just looks really. It's got that that kind of pump action so shotgun cool. um, uh, aspect to it with the grenade launcher. I mean, you love this weapon so much. Don't you have one? There's one on the wall at home. Yeah. And there's also a Nerf gun version that is pretty cool. <laughs> and that um, Nerf gun belongs to the children? Uh, they're allowed to uh, look at it. Yeah, I was going to say. And, um, Touch it? No. No, it's not for them. Um, it's like my Lego. <laughs> kids are allowed to enjoy looking at my Lego. It all just depends if I... If, am I going to repaint this thing? It's a very gaudy oh. yellow. Would I respray it? I don't know if I can be bothered to do that. Oh, um, oh. But it's... Um, yeah, it's... It fires Nerf bullets. It fires a giant Nerf grenade. It's uh, it's good, wholesome. Is it wholesome fun? Guns in the house? Guns and... I mean, yeah, it is in, it is in America. <laughs> so this gun uh, that she uses, although it's incredibly powerful on its own, I love the fact that she like gaffer tapes a flamethrower to it. Absolutely. As well. Uh, Ripley looks She's absolutely... She's making her own ZF-1. Yeah. She just needs a net thrower and the return function thing, and it's there. Yeah. So by the time 
Ripley's handling uh, the the pulse rifle. She's strapping the flamethrower to it. She's gone from um, her original post in the uh, on the Nostromo. Yeah, on as part of the corporation, she's this navigator. She she's second in command on the ship, but yeah, she's because it's, it's a company. It's not it's not a military organization. No, they're a mining. They're, they're a mining on company. a mining mission she's, in she's, the first film. Yeah, she's this officer in the in, in like the fleet, but she's not any kind of soldier. Uh, to be honest, she's just this. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> Her role is that of yeah, a navigator. Yeah. But by the time we get to the the end of Aliens, she's been pushed to her absolute limits, and she's had to step up. And she's she's been transformed. Hasn't she, she? Yeah, she's now this warrior, and it's she's yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant. And she goes down in movie history as one of the greatest action heroes. She's a great uh, action put to hero, film. and she's a great leader. She's a great, yes. Oh, she's a fantastic. Yeah, absolutely you know, fantastic. In both leader. this and Alien Three, which I know a lot of people don't rate, but I love it. She is a leader. Yeah, and, and she's a reluctant leader as well. Mm. In Alien Three, she just wants to like crawl into a hole and hide away from the world. But she, she is. It's it's that thing, you know. Some uh, are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. And that's and that's what she does. She has greatness, has greatness thrust upon. Yeah, you know, she because she, she's the only one to she, step up. Like you say, she has to step up. Yeah. There's that moment when um, she's being introduced to the Marines mm. and they're not taking this seriously at all. And she could, she doesn't want to be there. She's had enough of that horror. Mm. And she she steps up and speaks to them and says, look, you need to, you need to bloody well, you need to bloody well listen to me. Mm. So no, no, I'm talking about actually. Mm. And um, you even need to straighten up and fly right or we're all going to get killed. Yeah. I think and, that's and a direct Baron- quote. <laughs> <laughs> and bearing in mind, she's only dealt with one of these creatures. Yeah. She dealt with one and it and wiped out going into a her whole crew. Yeah. And and well she doesn't she, I don't think doesn't they, even know that they don't point. know that at that point, no. They, but when the when the realization occurs, it's not just one. It's one for almost every colonist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, well, they, well they had what? They had at least sixty colonists on the planet and Nearly all of them have been taken away and been impregnated. Is that right? Is that only sixty? I think it's something like that. I think, or it's sixty families, maybe. maybe so 60. maybe it's well. There's yeah. There's there's because it feels like there's hundreds. Could of be aliens. more like two hundred and forty people. If you include those robot minigun, they're a good weapon. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. In the special edition. They're fantastic. They are really good, and they are so quickly <laughs> pointless. Uh, <laughs> and they have those, you know, they have those counters of the of the ammo. Uh, on the A and B guns, down, yeah, yeah. On the A and B guns, as they are just faced with alien after alien after alien, yeah, you, they're fantastic. You, you don't get a great look at them, but yeah, they're almost on but par the with the concept of them. Are so good, yeah. They're almost yeah. on par with the the pulse rifle, but that just well, they're kind of like they are. They are like pulse rifle, but automatic, aren't they? Yeah, the pulse rifle that you know, it's AI weapons. <gasps> yeah, oh, they're coming oh, for God. our jobs. Damn it, they're coming for our shooty jobs. But that that shot of it's from the um. It's from the promotional material yeah, of yeah. Uh, Ripley. Ripley holding Newt and holding the the pulse rifle mm. uh, as they move around the the facility. It's everyone knows that shot. Everyone that's mm. absolutely iconic. And but that's that's I, one. I've, God, I love aliens. Yeah, so much. aliens, uh, and that's one of the things that makes it so good is that she has she is this warrior woman, but she's also got this maternal protective instinct over Newt, and it's it's just all the 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 combination of those. Of those strengths of hers that make this an incredible character. Yeah, and a, a long-lasting one in oh, yeah. in the movie histories. Well, we're talking um, about nearly fifty years later. We're still talking about forty. I believe years later. quite foolishly. You believe foolishly. I do. 
that okay. um, Jennifer Lawrence foolishly said something along the lines well, of... about her in Hunger Games? <laughs> yeah, that um, she believed herself to be, or someone had told her, if, she, if we want to give her a little bit of defence, that she was the first uh, female action hero yeah. from the Hunger Games. Yeah, she's obviously um, never seen Cutthroat Island with Gina Davis. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Ripley stands out as n- not, oh, not not the first. Sarah, perhaps. Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor, Ripley. Yeah, there's there's oh, we can definitely argue that there is not as many female action yeah. heroes as there's been male. But Jennifer Lawrence, I'm sorry, mate, you're not the first. No, let's move on to your uno. My numero uno, numero uno. My number one. Uh, for movie weapons, and you know, I I can I can hear the scoffing of our listener uh, as I speak. Is the Mark III Iron Man suit? Oh, so Iron Man, as we know, Marvel is kicked off the Marvel universe. But when we first saw that Mark III Iron Man suit, so the Mark One was the suit he made in the desert when he was in captivity. Yeah, the, the tin can one. Mark Two was that silver thing that he was he was his prototype test test for the proper Iron Man suit. The even more silver thing. The even more silver thing, and then the Mark III was uh, the first one. The first time we see it was when he's so he's at this ball, this gala, and the reporter who he bedded earlier in the film, Christine. I can't remember her last name. I'm sure she has one. He calls Ever. her Miss Brown, but that's to do with the university that she studied at. Not yeah, her, not yeah, her yeah. Name. I think it's Evergreen or Evergood or Everheart or something like that. But anyway, she comes up to him and says, like, like how do you explain this atrocity? And he's like, they just put my name on the invite. Yeah, that's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. Uh, and then she shows him pictures of uh, of all these weapons in uh, Golmira. Yeah. And she's like, have you heard of it? And he's like, I have actually. I might have visited there on a no. He didn't visit there. No, break. no, that was no. where that was where uh, Jensen was from. Ah, that wasn't where he was captured in the no. caves. I see. No, because he, uh, he took Jensen talks about that he's from this this little village called Golmira. I see. Uh, and uh, putting on some heartstrings now. Yeah. So this galvanizes Tony Stark into action, and he jumps back into his Audi because I think they're sponsored by Audi. Gets back home. He loves and, an Audi. Yeah. When the rendering of his new Iron Man suit is complete. It's the first time we see this thing in anger, and it's fantastic. He flies into this village, and he starts dispatching people left, right, and center. He's, like, chucking them over buildings, and he's, like... Through walls. Punches his arm through a wall. That's the very last thing he does, pretty much. Well, it's not. I wonder if that was, like, Robocop-influenced, because Robocop does not Robocop does do that. Uh, yeah, that's at the end of that scene, where he pulls the, the main bad guy, or the leader of that particular... I think he's, like, second in command yeah. to the Scarface guy. Because, you know, villains have to have scars on their faces. Ooh. Controversial. And he's uh, he pulls that guy through the wall and he says, It's all yours. And then he zooms off and leaves him to the townspeople. But before he does that, the do terrorists... That, do you think that they... I think they kill him. Yeah. Yeah, beat him to death. Beat him to death. Yeah. But, uh, but he's, yeah, but Iron Man is... He's a realistic hero in one sense in that he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He will kill if he has to. Uh, and he does, does he, it completely does he, with does impunity. Does he kill in that, in that scene? In that scene. So the terrorists oh. grab a load of women. Yeah. Uh, they grab a load of the townswomen. Yeah. And they hide behind them. Yeah, and like then, cowards. Yeah. And then out of his shoulder, he, you can see in his, in his heads-up display, like it targets all the heads of the men. Yeah. And then out of his shoulder, a little, tiny little multi, I don't know, missile launcher pops out and he shoots 
all these guys in the head. So he kills them all. I always found that it was the sound of that. When he fires them, it's kind of like this. It's not like, it's not like yeah, it's not bang. It's a Yeah, it kind of always sounded like dance. Like you could, you oh. could look at it and go like, "Oh no, we didn't kill those people. They were tranks." And well, okay. Well, then, how about in the the next? I'm not saying it, I'm not saying that they ain't well dead. In the immediate scene after that, he's uh, he's flying away and he gets hit by a tank round and he falls to the ground, uh, crawls out of a crater, and then stands up and then points his a uh, tank missile. Tank missile points his arm at the tank and a little missile pops out fires itself at the tank, and then the tank completely explodes. He's got to have killed the people inside there. Do you think there. they were okay? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, I think they were fine. Maybe yeah. it was a Trank missile. Maybe. No, I think he's happy to kill. I think he's killed these people. I yeah, mean, because he considers them to be killers, eh? Yeah, because he's defending people, so he's doing it on the side of right. I mean, it really does leave yourself open to a lot of ethical questions there, Iron Man. Because there's someone trying to shoot him out of the sky. Mm. And in an F-16 or F-22 kind of fighter jet. Or an F-14 or an F-18. Whatever you want. Yeah, Whatever you want it to or be. Or a Eurojet. Right? I don't yeah. Know. And he, I think he kind of inadvertently damages that so, plane and that guy ejects. Yeah, so they... And Iron Man does everything in his power to save that oh, yeah. American. Yeah, so what happens there is that uh, they're, they're chasing him and he's trying to evade them. They're shooting at him. He shoots flares out. Uh, and then he hides by clinging to the belly of one yeah. of these it's on your belly uh, on your belly planes and they when the plane banks off to the left the other guy sees it. he's like oh my god he's on you and then this guy like spins around to try and get rid of him and iron man is sort of ejected from the plane and he falls and through the wind the wing off. yeah 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 you owe me a plane you know that right <laughs> uh and uh, and I believe his line to Rhodey was... Yeah, well, technically he hit me, so... Which is fair. Mm, but, yeah. but yeah, but it's a fantastic suit. Isn't it good? Oh, it's brilliant. It's just so good. It's brilliant. And it um, the, the fact that you've got something that feels like it has come from... Going to get letters about whether or not this is a weapon, by the way. Isn't it considered that? Don't um, Doesn't... Well, in, in that film, doesn't... Um, Rhodey. No, doesn't Stain save... He does. Now, is he referring to the arc reactor? Or oh, is maybe. he referring to the suit? I think he's referring to the suit. But I think either in one or two, I think it might be two because I think it might be during like the court cases and they call it a weapon. He says, no, it's a suit. It's a personal something or other. Uh, it's a it's a high-tech prosthesis. So, you know, because you could I argue am, that he's... I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. But I think I think it is a weapon. Oh, I would say so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's. I mean, even that... that chest reactor thing that he can shoot at people yeah like he shot that at Obadiah Stane when he's trying to chuck a car it's at him a, it's called a unibeam okay sorry I had to... nerd alert yep absolutely I'd had to pull that out of the uh, the recesses of my nerd my brain. nerd brain <laughs> hurt a little bit but the other thing about that suit like one of the best things about that suit is how he gets into it you know when he steps on the platform yeah and it starts opening up and these elements of the suit come out and I mean, this is all CGI we're putting onto this suit, but the gloves come into him, and then you see like the 
the drill come in and tightening kind of like up and the, it onto him, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it closes up and stuff and it's just oh. and the, way, he the like, way the helmet kind of comes together yeah yeah and, like and then he like place. He, he like checks the flaps and stuff i think i think that's the silver one where he like check checks the the aerodynamic flaps and like all the portions of the suit just it all looks very it all looks very mechanical it and all I, looks real and i think that's something that gets lost as we go into like the nanobite i agree i, agree. I think my my this, and, that, and that's why i've gone to like this one is my favorite iron man suit yeah because it's so good. It looks real. It looks like it could actually work. Do you like it more than the briefcase suit from Iron Man 2? In terms of the... the right, so Iron Man 2, the very best bit of the film that I've watched hundreds of times, where I've only watched the film dozens of times, because I'm super nerd, is, yeah, when he puts that briefcase suit on. That yeah. is fantastic. One thing that I never understood, though, is how does the suit get under his shoes? Because he's just standing there. He just lifts his, he doesn't lifts his heels and he lifts his feet. That's a little rock. You don't see that. He knows what he's doing. But anyway, yeah, it's fantastic. That dressing in the Iron Man suit there is amazing. I, I also that. really liked the... Um, you see him take the suit off. It's in Avengers. He lands on... He's got oh, like yeah, a. Yeah. He's got like a runway outside his yeah, yeah. Avengers Tower or Stark yeah. Tower at the time. Mm. And... He's perfected it because the the thing about Stark is is he learns from all of his uh, personal and engineering mistakes and he improves upon everything all the time and he evolves all the time. But yeah, in Avengers, when the the kind of the the big removal aspect, the big mechanics that takes the suit off, big like halo thing that comes, yeah, the big yeah, and he's but he never stops his pace. And then that's revisited. That looked so cool. That's revisited later in the film when Loki's in his apartment. Yeah, and he flies in, and you, I really enjoy that. They they made a very purposeful decision there, not to show too much of the suit coming off. It was all on his face while that suit thing is happening around him as he walks down. Mm. I I really like that. Yeah, and I just I think it's a as much as that moment in Infinity War when the nanite suit kind of grows over him. Yeah. It's very cool, and like he's the sunglasses that he's I, wearing must have also been nanite because they kind of like yeah, disappear, disappear into, into, it, into yeah. the suit. Um, yeah, a nice spectacle. But then in in the MCU, Is there an intended pun there because I enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, it wasn't. I, that was that was you. You made that happen. Oh, nice one, mate. Team did it. Yeah. I think that in in the modern superhero age, and by modern I mean like the, the only the last year or so, or uh, last couple of years, yeah, yeah, last couple of years of I suppose it's kind of the end game and post end game era. Everyone's kit is is nano. Nanite. I think it's it's too it's too much to um, be honest. Ant Man used to have this kind of suit that kind of uh, the, the helmet, helmet kind of used to off. like kind of like flop over and, and, yeah, and connect yeah. and now it just grows over him yeah the, the time travel suits from end it's game too much to me it is too much they've lost a lot yeah. so one of my favorite scenes from iron man 3 is that end scene with the fighting with all the different suits that he has created mm. and he's had to create all these different variations on the iron man suit because he's got insomnia and they now you don't need them you could do it all with one and that that you lose something there yeah you can do so. It's 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 gone too far. You can do anything with it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think that it needs to go. I think we should write a letter. I think we should write a letter writing campaign. Dear yeah. Kevin Feige, bring back the Iron Man Mark Three suit. What are you playing at, mate? Yeah, it's gone too far. It has. It's it's it makes it too easy. Like it's all too uh, MacGuffin-y. It's like they can. Let me rephrase that. It makes it too easy. They can solve any problem now with special effects. That's yeah. what it feels. You know, like that, that first Iron Man suit, 
he had a power problem you know he had he had the the old chess piece in there so he was he was down to like 12 percent and then down to two percent he had a problem he had limitations and then when he thought he defeated obadiah stain he took his helmet off and he took off one of his hand uh, one of his gauntlets one of the hands yeah uh, and he was, and then he tried to blast him with it, and realized that he hadn't got it on. And it was, you know, it was limiting. It wasn't superhuman. I mean, I, I suppose you could argue that the Nano One also has limitations, as we saw in the battle with Thanos. You know, he was. Yeah, but I know what you mean. There's, it, there's a, there's a, a gadget. There's a resource in the suit to deal with every Everything. eventuality. Yeah, yeah. and it's that is kind of boring, isn't it? It's, it's a bit like the. It's just too it's a bit, easy. It's a bit like the Superman problem, you know. Yeah, if he can is. do everything, and oh, it's then like Secret Invasion. Have you seen that? I'm afraid I did. Yeah, like that bit at the end. Uh, oh, so you've just got all the superpowers now? So that spoilers. was not good. Yes, massive spoilers for the end of Secret Invasion. Um, we've got Super Scrolls. Yeah, which is that's a good thing because that's meant to happen. But it's um, what happens in the comic books is that they do it to one scroll yeah. i think it was an incredibly painful process and he can't change into other people anymore he loses that ability and he gets all the powers of the fantastic four oh, okay so you know a bit of a trade-off um whereas in this they get the um it's called the harvest it yep. was all of the dna of well, every superhero no, i think that they had all the dna of all the other superheroes the harvest was just carol danvers Oh really? I think oh. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, mean, I don't. It wasn't a very well written. Do you know what show, I'm not going to so do? Don't worry. I'm not going to go back and go rewatch back and watch it, it just to see if I'm right or not. But the the thing for me was um, two of the powers that you see these super scrolls having. Can I guess one of them? Go on, Mantis. Well, there was. Well, there was that. The, what oh. the fact that she knew what to do with those powers. Well, it's also like, where did they get that from? Where the hell did she they was, get that from? Yeah. Well, in the um, it's I su- like the battle of okay, the battle of Endgame. Yeah, I suppose it's all Endgame. It's when the Guardians came in contact with the Avengers. But I suppose, how did they but get it from? Her, I don't know. That did Doc, did Doc no Strange sense. send off some Shield boys? Yeah. To that planet, off, off to Titan to go and Maybe. pick up some blood. Maybe. In the hope that, that everyone's I mean, blood was but about. But everybody was fighting at the Avengers compound, weren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but Earth, still, yeah. What, but how no, did it they... Wasn't Man- it wasn't Mantis that Go I was on, concerned with. Well, Hulk? one one was Drax. Oh, shut up. <laughs> one was Drax. Yeah. And it was not that you've got Drax's DNA. It's, it's that when she has Drax's arm, which looks awful. Is that what that was? I didn't yeah. know. I thought that was like it, Hulk arm or something. It's got all of Drax's Tattoos. scarring and tattooing over it. Is that... Are we now to believe that his skin has intricate oh, I thought, red markings? I, I actually have always thought that that was... You don't think that that's, that's like scarring that's, and tattoos? That's I, his No, I think that that's, skin. that's his species that Ooh. has that kind of patterning. Well, you know, uh, like a butterfly. Well, he is he a beautiful is a butterfly. dainty butterfly. Uh, like, but then like the other one, which I think is possibly more egregious... Ironically, he wouldn't understand the sentiment, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, because it's not... <laughs> he's a very literal person. Um... The other one would be they've got the blood from one of the um, one of Thanos's yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, uh, yeah. The, the the one that can do like the Doctor Ebony Strange, Moore. yeah, the Doctor Strange powers Ebony and the, the telekinesis. Um, apparently, I don't even remember him having this in the films. He's got like a sling ring on, apparently, because if you watch Secret Invasion, this Ebony Moore arm comes out and he's wearing he's wearing. As part of his DNA. Yeah. Oh, do we have to go down Secret Invasion? Why? No, I think we should stop talking about <laughs> stop it. Talking it's making us it. angry. It's awful. 
Gareth's pacing around the room <laughs> in fury. Not literally, because I'm a very lazy person, but mentally I am, yes. So I think that we should end the Iron Man conversation there. That Iron Man suit is chuffing amazing, yeah. and it's a brilliant weapon, and it's so cool. And I'm sorry if you wanted me to pick something else. We'll probably hit them in our honourable mentions, because we've got quite a lot of them. Well, there's so much that we could... That what discuss? What's your number one, Dan? What's my, your number one? My number one. Just spray a number one over me. <laughs> well, let me golden shower you with information right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> let it's me give eyeballs. you some pearl necklace of wisdom. <laughs> was that laboured? Maybe that was a little bit. We got there. Yeah, and everyone enjoyed it. Well, I'm not sure I will. <laughs> But if you uh, could you pass me a towel, please? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, pat yourself down as I explain. Um, So, again, this is no particular order. This is certainly not in an order of like the most powerful weapons in the world. Um, Again, we've already mentioned it in our previous episode, but we talked about the the, the Ghostbusters proton pack and how Uh it could destroy reality. Yes. This implement is a little bit more simplistic, but can be used for uh, deadly force and that is the it's a it's a bit of a two-parter it's the humble pencil or pen which i think you'll find is mightier than the sword so let me uh let's have an example okay um in the dark night the joker goes into the yeah yeah, yeah. another boardroom of gangsters yeah there's a lot of this i mean i didn't realize that gangsters were quite so uh organized well quite yeah organized organized crime crime. uh were quite so into the uh the board meetings yeah and like the hierarchies of uh of criminality do you reckon they've got like a a cfo and a cto and yeah i think yeah i think so there's probably someone taking minutes as well yeah there's a secretary in the back Yeah. yeah um but in that moment um Joker says, Sorry, "I want I'm, to... I'm just imagining the minutes. Uh, Clayton said that he would murder Brian's children if he did not acquiesce to the request of more territory. Brian responded, saying that he would shove that pickaxe up your ass. <laughs> Read that back to me. <laughs> so one of the goons gets up to confront Joker. Yep, and he says, um, "How about a magic trick?" He puts a puts a pencil down on the on the table. And he grabs the... It stands on its end. Stands on stands on the rubber end because he wants to use the pointy end. But That's quite impressive. How, yeah. Maybe he sharpened both ends. Maybe. You know. Maybe. I'm going to make this pencil disappear. And he grabs the, the, the goon and he slams his head into the upright pencil. Yeah. And he says, and it's gone. Ta-da! It's... It's gone. And, yeah, that moment is quite immortalised inside, yeah. inside of that film and it's a very, very memorable moment in that. Um, so that's one example. Okay. Let's have another one. John Wick yeah. loves to use a pencil and or pen to um, to do some assassinating. Uh, so he will uh, jam it in someone's neck, he'll put it into someone's eye. I think he, uh, I think it's John Wick 2. Yeah. He, he kills two people with one pencil. I think John Wick is uh, fantastic and is possibly lifting from the Bourne identity. Do you remember in the Bourne in identity? In the Bourne identity, he does. Where, yeah. Jason Bourne does exactly the, as he puts it through the, dude's hand. Uh, in the yeah, in the apartment in Paris, yeah, uh, he's having a fight with this other assassin, assassin, other member of Treadstone. Uh, although he doesn't know that yet, uh, and he picks doesn't up the know, only weapon. Doesn't know much, hand. does he? He hey, doesn't. What? He doesn't. Come on. He doesn't, and he picks up a a pen, 
from the table and yeah he's just using it as a weapon and just slowly stabbing well not slowly very quickly stabbing this guy in multiple locations and eventually chucking it into right down like between the knuckles yeah not even of his hand. through the hand no, which of right course would down. hurt but that's it's like it would an, hurt more. an anti-wolverine kind of claw <laughs> and then this guy just like stands up and just pulls it out yeah quite, and then eventually throws himself out the window yeah Got, As you do. I'm bored of this. It's yes. Nice. So what else have we got? We've got uh, in Burton's 1989 Batman, the mm-hmm. Joker. Uh, there's a moment where he like, walks up the steps of like City Hall. Oh, uh, yeah, with a quill. And he's got a quill, a poison quill, and he throws it like a dart, and it goes in the guy's neck. Yeah. And it's poison, and it's and it kills. Look at you, Daniel. It's coming up with these Look exciting these. and inventive... In Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Yeah. Uh, Simon... What's it? Simon Phoenix. Wesley Phoenix. Snipes. Um... He, uh, he has to get into a, a locked area that's locked by uh, a, a retinal reading device. Yeah. So he uses oh. a pen to take a guy's eyeball out. He's got it on the end of the pen, wasn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. Um, and I imagine there's an excellent pun that I can't remember what he says. He's looking Doesn't at matter. you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to go into, well, where I want to go, into a uh, beloved franchise of mine, Evil Dead, oh. um, you've got one of the Deadites... I think it's Ash's sister, Cheryl. She stabs another member of the, the, the Holiday Cabin Friends in the... In holiday the Cabin Holiday friends. Cabin Friends, which is what they were originally going to call the film. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and she Sounds like a, a 1970s hippie commune band. Yeah, very misleading because it goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and she buries this pencil into someone else's ankle yeah. and really like grinds it in there and you kind of see like this kind of lead poisoning this evil spreading through the veins of uh, uh, one of the other characters who's oh. been what will end up being mortally wounded now she does come back to life so that's quite nice that's nice but um, she's also very evil at that time I believe and she it. says something along the lines of la 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 we're gonna get you which is soothing and yet I mean, terrifying. It's, it's jaunty. Um, <laughs> I believe there's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Buffy slays a vampire with a pencil. Yeah. Well, uh, in that vein, in uh, Dust Till Dawn, mm-hmm. uh, one of the characters whose name I can't remember, but, but uh, he's not Sex Machine. No. Um, he, uh, he karate punches a vampire in the chest, rips out his heart, oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. puts a pencil in it. That's fantastic. So, deadly pencil there. Um, in Casino, not seen it. I'm pretty sure it's Joe Pesci's character just loses his loses his temper with someone at a bar, and grabs a pencil or a pen, and uh, yeah, goes to town on on this guy with it like it's a knife. Wow! And it might not kill him, but it's um, that guy's not having a good day, and all he wanted was a uh, tequila think, with a little twist of lime. Do you think that like Bick and Parker? Design their products with these in mind. Well, possibly because in um, it's in the faculty. No, I mean I did long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, so uh, aliens have taken over a high school and they're killed by uh, cocaine, of all things. <laughs> and um, uh, thought it's not good for you, Dan. No, and so one of the high school students is selling cocaine that and he, and he keeps it in uh, empty bic pens. Ah, and um, and they stab. The alien, the alien um, body double people hmm. uh, in the eye with uh, these cocaine pens, and I'm pretty sure someone says it's guaranteed to fuck you up, uh, which was a very cool line, and I think it might have been Elijah Wood being, 
being very hard. Very anti-Frodo. Yeah. Although in Sin City, he was very anti-Frodo Oh, my goodness, too. yeah. I reckon that there are probably more examples of... Um, uh, what was I thinking of? Um, in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade... Uh, a pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. A pen truly is mightier than the sword. He squirts the... Squirts the ink into the Nazis' face. Oh, I was, I was in the tank. Uh, yeah, you were thinking about. I was seagulls. thinking of Charlemagne, the <laughs> umbrella, and the seagulls. Yeah, so seagulls could have been up there as well. They could um, have been <laughs> as a weapon. Well, honourable mention. Yeah. Speaking of which, are you, uh, would you say that you've concluded your? I think that's my number one. Pen pencil yeah, yeah. number one. The, yeah, a nice, um, a nice H two or H six will uh, it'll kill a man. So, should we move on to some honourable mentions? I think. It's important. Have you got many? I do, but I think we're going back to you. Okay. Well, I've got quite a few honourable mentions, I think, and yet none of them are on this document. (laughs) Weapons. Okay. Well, I've got a few honourable mentions. So my first honourable mention has a personal connection to me, which is... When you... You no, it's someone. a when I killed someone with this weapon. No, it was a friend of mine who's currently you killed a friend of yours. No, okay, he wasn't a friend at the time. A friend of mine works on productions in Canada, and oh. he took a picture of this very weapon in a, a storage box, mm. and it was this exact prop, and it's so cool. It was the uh, minigun that is held by Jesse Ventura in no, Predator, no. really, and also. Arnold of the clan Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2. You know, the one where he says, that's very you. you yeah. Know, where he's, he's standing over and he shoots up all the police cars and it's like zero casualties at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a fantastic weapon. Did he get to hold that? I think. Well, I, I'd say he got to touch it. I don't think he probably got to take it out because I, I think it's probably rather heavy and... Yeah. Expensive. And, yeah, and expensive. And beloved. Yeah. But the, he, I have the, this, this... He sent me a picture of Jesse Ventura. It is Jesse Ventura, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he sent me a picture of Jesse... Jesse the Body Ventura. If you He's, want to use his uh, full family name, he sent me a picture of Jesse the Body Ventura and then Arnold Schwarzenegger, both of them hand in the, holding this gun, and then a picture of the gun in the box. Fantastic! Uh, oh, that's yeah, that's very very cool. My next honourable mention is you've gone for pencils. Uh, I've gone for a rolled up bit of newspaper okay. in uh, in the Bourne Supremacy. Okay. Because uh, it, so it's another Treadstone person who's undercover, and he goes into his house, and, and they're having a big old fight. And at one point, good old Jason Bourne rolls up a, a magazine or a piece of newspaper, and he just starts fighting him with that because that's all he needs because he's that good. Well, that that could then roll into uh, another a mention, and we're going back into John Wickland. Okay. Um, he uses a book. There's a moment that he's in a library. Yeah. And he he breaks that guy's neck on quite a quite a hefty tome um and it's really quite it's quite unnerving because you, you really feels like you see that guy's yeah. neck uh breaking the, the action in john wick is, is so good it's yeah. all very well done yeah uh another runner-up that really could have been in here is uh the old shield of captain america oh yes that's a fantastic it's a defensive but also weapon yeah and it's it's yeah i mean obviously as spider-man says that thing does not obey the laws of physics. <laughs> he can chuck it off somewhere and make it bounce off five things and come back to him. Yeah. Which is a bit odd. But anyway, it's still fantastic. Another one that I very much enjoyed from another Marvel property uh, is Deadpool. Uh, probably not what you're thinking of. Uh, the Zamboni. Okay. <laughs> On the ice rink. On the ice rink. <laughs> you're going to be killed by a Zamboni. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's very, very dark. Just turns that bloke into a red smear yeah, on, on the ice. He does. Uh, Indiana Jones's whip. Yes. Is that a weapon? 
Uh, I suppose, again, it's, yeah, it's a defensive weapon at times. Mm. Um, gets people off his back, as well as uh, tarantulas. Yeah, yeah. true. And Logan's claws. Mm. They're, uh, well, again, like he's he is a weapon, isn't he? He himself? is a weapon. He's weapon, weapon X. X. Yeah, yeah. We said that together. Should we say it together? If you want. He's, he's weapon, weapon X. X. Uh, James Bond's... <laughs> On the next episode of Weapon X. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond's gun, uh, traditionally, I believe it's a Walther PPK. I think that's the gun. Yeah. And it's just because it was iconic. It was in like almost all the films up to and including some of the Pierce Brosnan era. And then they changed it for something that... Because it's quite a small gun, to be honest. It's not a very big... Do they bring it back in the in the Craig I era? Am, I imagine it's As some used, kind of homage? I, I don't know. I imagine it is used at some point. But I don't know. But that used to be his gun, and he used to like through some of the old films. I'm pretty sure that they talked to him about you got to change your gun. And he's like, no, I like this one. It's a classic. It's a classic. Speaking of guns, Robocop's giant gun. hand cannon. Yeah, yeah. that goes, goes in goes, his leg. Yeah, that his leg opens up in a sort of an Iron Man suit kind of style. Yeah, and lives inside his thigh. That's a fantastic. And he gun. uses it to shoot dudes in the dick. He, and he does, and baby food. You know, because he's... He, oh, right. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I thought you can... The baby food in the dicks. doesn't make sense, but... Um, no, shoot baby Yeah, food. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when he's targeting's off. Yeah, at the end of the Lewis film. Helps him. Yeah. Brilliant. And that's it. I've got I've got one one worst weapon, but we can do that after your honourable okay. mentions. Okay, so in terms of honourable mentions, uh, things that could have, should have made the list, maybe. Yeah. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Mjolnir? Yeah. All I had was meow meow. So one that probably should have been way up there in, in right. maybe anyone's top five okay. is um, Thor's hammer, Meow Meow. Uh, Mjolnir. Yeah, Meow Meow. Mjolnir. Um, uh, well, That's what I'm saying. Say it again. It's, his hammer's called Meow Meow. Mjolnir. Yeah. Why are, we doing, why are we doing this? Oh, God. So, brilliant piece of supernatural armament there. Um, how do you, you feel about Stormbreaker? Well, I, I, I think... If you're going to talk about Meow Meow, you've got to talk about Storm. Meow Meow. Yeah, you've got to talk about Stormbreaker as well. How do you pronounce Stormbreaker? That's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, you say you say star, it in, star. you say it with the same confidence that you say Meow Meow. Well, yeah, um, yeah, you do have to talk about Stormbreaker, but, but Stormbreaker is just nowhere near as cool. I mean, it's no. it's a very cool weapon, and I enjoyed that scene and the whole making of it. And um, I don't know the fact that you can summon. The Rainbow Bridge to with with that weapon, yeah, that's a nice upgrade. The Bifrost, yeah, yeah, with, with Stormbreaker. Not, yeah, you do that. Not with, you do that with Stormbreaker. Not, but you can't do that with Meow Meow. Mjolnir. Yeah, but I I don't think Stormbreaker looks as sleek. Uh, it doesn't mm. look as it doesn't I don't know doesn't complete the look, and no. it's a bit like we were speaking of of Iron Man and the the the, the evolution of his weapons. Um, Stormbreaker is meant to be some kind of upgrade to the hammer yeah. um because it can do more and it's and it's bigger and it's tougher and looking it's sharp yeah but i don't care it's I, an axe I, I want that hammer i want i want the hammer i want meow meow yeah meow um meow. Uh, i love how it's used in conjunction with cap shield yeah 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 um in endgame but obviously the, set up in avengers i was gonna say i love the uh the, the fight between the two of them in the uh in the wood yeah. Where he, well, the fight between the three of them, but he brings the hammer down on and like flattens yeah. the area of trees. Does mother know that you weareth her drapes? <laughs> does mother knoweth? Does does the hammer on the shield happen ever again between Avengers and no. Endgame? 
It doesn't, does oh, it? Uh, well, maybe in Avengers two. I don't. I don't really know. This. I hope it doesn't. It felt. It felt like something. It felt like um, a a, a build up to a payoff that mm. wasn't coming, and maybe they were just holding on to it mm. for as long as possible until Endgame. The same with um, when Thor uses Meow Meow's electricity. Mjolnir. To uh, he hits Stark with it, mm-hmm. and Jarvis says. Uh, were charged to four hundred percent, sir, and that felt like they were holding on to that again, and that that wasn't going to be explored. You know, mm. you're working in a team. Why aren't we exploring that? That godly electricity gives Iron Man, you know, super, a supercharge. Uh, but they do do it in Endgame, I believe. Mm. So, um, yeah, but that's a that's a well, yeah. In Endgame, he uh, he sort of again with the magic Iron Man suit creates like this collector on the back yeah that thor then uses mjolnir yeah to that's what we're talking about yeah uh to zap him with lightning uh and then he uses that as a weapon yeah but mm. magic suit bit annoying so to carry on on honorable this mentions. honorable mentions uh odd jobs hat oh yeah great from choice. goldfinger it's really good yeah um, it doesn't do much. I mean, if it hit you, you'd know about it. Well, it chops off heads, doesn't it? Chops off heads. It certainly chops off heads of... of uh, Mani- uh, not mannequins, statues. Statues, yeah. yeah. Cuts through stone, mm-hmm. embeds itself in stone and steel. Yeah, in the, um, the bars of the uh, the cage. Yeah, very cool looking. Yeah. Uh, does he fall foul of his own hat in the end? How does Oddjob die? Can't remember. Shame. We miss you, Oddjob. Uh, so another one, um, again, that probably should have been in my kind of top five... Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash's chainsaw from yeah, the Evil Dead. I was expecting franchise. that. Yeah, the old chainsaw um, arm. I, I mean, I, I love the Evil Dead films. Uh, I love, I love the Evil Dead series not as much. It's good. The TV, Ash the TV series. Yeah, Ash versus I've not Evil seen Dead. It. It's good, but um, they they push him down this wacky, uh, I don't know, asshole version of himself. Um, right. That. Kind kind of came out in Army the, of Darkness. The deconstructed hero, maybe a little bit. Maybe, but I, I yeah. think he's just he's treated as a joke, and he's he's. Well, that's the although he's hero, meant to lead the the group inside of that TV show. He's he's the butt of nearly every joke. He does a lot of cool stuff, but yeah, it's um, he's played for laughs mainly. Yeah, which um, it's not a bad thing. It's just the characterization of Ash changes throughout that span of films but going um, back to the chainsaw I mean, chainsaw arm fantastic weapon. yeah he has to his hand becomes infected with evil something got into it and it went oh, bad you do. yeah and uh and he cuts it off uh, with that chainsaw G- gets the chainsaw from the from the book shed and he um chops it off with a, and the amount of blood that comes from his body um he's lucky to be able to walk around afterwards and that hand's been cut off he puts it under a little bin Mm-hmm. And he puts some books on top of the bin, and one of the books is called A Farewell to Arms. Oh, and I like that. Well done, Sam Raimi, for doing that. That is very good. Good jobs. The way that the in Army of Darkness, uh, he's he's thrown into a pit. There's a deadite she-hag witch monster down in this pit that he's got to fight, and uh, he's got no weapons. And um, then this kind of Merlin character goes, strange one, and he throws... The, the chainsaw down into the pit and Ash jumps. He jumps about, I'm going to say, well, I don't know, 16 feet into the air and then uh, 
puts his arm up, puts his stump up, and connects with the chainsaw, um, and it go and it makes this very satisfying kind of noise, and um, or, or, or more like um, and you said I do like Rolf a, Harris. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of like a jam jar being closed. <laughs> It, well, Ash makes that noise afterwards because he's out of breath from fighting all of the yeah. deadlines. Um, uh, but he never did anything wrong, it's kind ever. Of, kind of like a jam jar. Kind of like a jam jar. <laughs> no, no, what? go on, what were you saying? <laughs> you said it's kind of like a jam jar. Oh, it's kind of like the the, the, the pressure button on a, on a something that's been sealed. Yeah, kind of yeah. And um, it's, uh, I, again, in terms of like a character being iconic with their weapon, Thor with his meow meow, and you've Mjolnir. got you've got Ash with uh, the chainsaw hand, and the two go hand in hand. Can you say that? You can, and I enjoyed it. I just did. Okay, right. Very quick one. Noisy cricket from yeah, yeah. Um, Men, Men in Black. Black. Um, obviously, just you know, a comedic weapon, very very small but incredibly powerful. Yep. And then, more importantly, the the Judge Dredd's lawgiver from oh, Dread yes. 3D, not. Not the Stallone crap, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the 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 dread film. Yeah, um, uh, it's just that moment where he says, "It says, uh, put down the gun, hot shot." Yeah, what he said? A gilbert. <laughs> yeah, I heard your hot shot. What? I said, hot shot. <laughs> and then he shoots him, and. It's with he's programmed it to be the hotshot mode or whatever, which is yeah. It's another gun that can change its ammunition depending yeah, yeah. on what the the, the user needs. A it's, bit, a bit it's, like it's Hawkeye's quiver. Yeah, whether whether you need whatever an explosive needs. arrow or yeah. a USB arrow, grappling yeah, a USB <laughs> stick arrow. <laughs> Absolutely. The classic. Yeah, yeah. Every uh, every bowman needs uh, a USB. I like one. to think that this thing's on there like a, a a scrubbing brush arrow that he just shoots over the plates when he's doing the washing up. <laughs> I think <laughs> what's what's really um, he needs to be careful of is that a lot of people are moving over to USB C. Absolutely. So he's not going to yeah, be able. It's not going to be compatible. No, yeah. it's not. It will, they'll just bounce off because they'd be too big for the Useless. Hole. Yeah. God, he's useless. Yeah, I like to think that he's got his keys on arrow when he's like at the end of the driveway. <laughs> he unlocks his door. I mean, it's really precarious if the kids are ever coming out of the house at the exact moment he's trying to get home. Daddy, yay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> any more for any more honourable mentions? I think that's going to do it. it. I've only got one worst of. I couldn't think of any worst of. Because okay. usually, usually weapons in films are, are really cool. And yeah, one worst and of, use, useful. Yeah. Um, one worst of that I can think of uh, is actually in that film Alien, and it sort of harks back to the Bourne identity one or the Bourne supremacy one. Is You're going to take the mickey out of one of my favourite films again? Yeah, well, it's Ash trying to kill her with a rolled up newspaper. What the fuck was that about? It's really stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid. He's like this super robot. He's stronger than her. He, well, we, I don't know. Is that ever actually. Is it ever actually? You have, to, yeah, you have he, to assume in that, that he's, battle. In that battle, he's he's overpowering her physically. Uh, yeah, the people are trying. The other people in the crew are trying to um, pull him off, yeah. <laughs> um, and that they can't move him because he's love like that expression. I do. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the one. Um, uh, yeah, and they can't move him because he's rock solid. Ooh, yeah, uh. <laughs> he's uh, he's stiff as a board, and he's just immovable. Uh, he's standing proud. And anyway, um, but yeah, so just why why a rolled up newspaper or whatever it is, a rolled up bit of paper? Or rolled it's up a magazine, magazine, I think. Yeah, it's a magazine. Why? Um, that part of me thinks 
If you really had to, you could breathe through that. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't hold her nose or anything like that. I don't think... I wouldn't mind going back and watching that little scene again. Yeah. But it's still, it's a rubbish weapon. Why would you use it? Anyway, th- here's another rubbish one. A dynamo from The Running Man. Uh, what, the bigger... The, the opera singer? Yeah, what the hell is his... He can fire he electricity. electricity? Yeah, yeah, but he's crap. Get him wet and he's dead. That's what <laughs> happened. It's exactly what and happened. And his suit just seems to be that he's got some LEDs on there. I think my my um uh my last worst weapon would be whatever the blasters are that stormtroopers use. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I'd forgotten I was going to say that. That was my other one, yeah. Because, I mean, the question then becomes, are the weapons rubbish or are the stormtroopers rubbish? I think it's either the weapons are rubbish, the stormtroopers are rubbish, or they cannot see fuck all they in those helmets. Well, they obviously can't because they hit their heads on doors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, you could also argue that they were uh, bulk manufactured by the lowest bidder, and that that's why they're crap. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they've yeah, got a they're... lot of stormtroopers, they've got to get them a lot of guns, they haven't got much budget. You know? Yeah, the Trade Federation of uh, yeah, really fucked them over. It's one scene that I really did enjoy in uh, The Mandalorian, the last episode of the first series of The Mandalorian, where the two scout troopers are sitting trying to shoot rocks. One of them played by Jason Sudeikis oh, of, yeah. uh, of Ted Lasso fame. Yeah. Uh, and they're just trying to shoot a can or rocks or something like that. <laughs> Both terrible shots. <laughs> and they're just sitting there just having a conversation, just trying to shoot this thing. And it's 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 such a good little in-joke. <laughs> but anyway, I think that is the uh, end of our show, end of our part two. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. It's been great. It's been a delight. I've loved it. We should talk about killy things more often. It seems to really perk us up. <laughs> it does. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We do hope that you uh, did enjoy yourselves. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we hope that you like, share, and subscribe. If that's what you want to do, look, I'll, I'll relent a little I'm bit. I'm just going to talk over, Dan. Particularly, no, you do what you want. No, no, particularly we want you to share. Just tell everyone you know just how great this is, unless you didn't think it was great. I mean, that would be nice. Unless you didn't like it, in which case, shut your delectable mouth. We hope you all will join us here next time when we talk some other movie shit about movie shit. And why not suggest some topics for us? You could write into our email address. Yeah, that's right. Our email address is matesratepod at gmail.com. Could I have said that more awkwardly? I think I could. Let's have a <laughs> you, go again. You said it like they're writing it down yeah. right now. It's Yes, well, I'm going to do it like that now. <laughs> so it's mates. You're writing this down, yeah? Rate. Yep, that's right. Pod, P-O-D. P-O-D, at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can write in. You can tell us what you'd like to have on other episodes. Tell us where we're going wrong. No. If this is what you want. No. That's what they want. That's no. what people really want to do. No. They want to get in no. there, and they want to point no. the finger, and they, go, they no. want to go, not no. good enough. No. No. Take care, everybody. Tell you what, if I ever find you in the street. Give me some money, Keanu. Give me some money, Keanu. That's not seriously, look. Um, I'm going to meet you on Mordor Street. We're going to go to a couple of bars. I'll show you a good time. Dan, and you are gonna have Dan, to gonna, give me I'm that gonna, money. I'm gonna stop it now. I'm gonna stop the recording. Okay. God, I love you, Dan. Right, bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>